Welcome to Current Radio's Politics Station. Please enjoy today's selection of political news. Abby, let's shift our focus to the global stage. Vice President Kamala Harris is set to attend the COP28 Global Climate Conference in the United Arab Emirates. This is quite significant, isn't it? Indeed, Michael, especially considering President Biden chose not to attend this year. Harris is stepping up to the plate to represent American leadership on climate change. Yes, and it's worth noting that Harris's presence is more than symbolic. She's slated to deliver a major address at the conference, but her agenda isn't solely climate-focused. Right, Michael. She's also expected to discuss the Israel-Hamas conflict with world leaders. It's a broad plate for the vice president, but it's crucial. Let's talk about the Climate Fund. Several countries pledged millions to help nations hit hardest by the climate crisis. However, the U.S. contribution has been criticized as embarrassing. Abby, what's your take? It's a complex issue, Michael. The U.S. pledged $17.5 million, significantly less than the UAE, Germany, and even the U.K. It's an interesting contrast to the administration's public messaging on climate change. And this criticism comes at a time when recent polls show Biden's approval ratings are low, especially regarding climate policy. Could this impact the upcoming general elections? It's possible, Michael. Climate change is a major concern for young progressive voters. While the Biden administration has taken steps like signing the Inflation Reduction Act and recommitting to the Paris Agreement, there's a sentiment that it's not enough. A Washington Post University of Maryland poll found that 57% of Americans disapprove of how Biden has handled climate policy. That includes 59% of 18 to 29-year-olds. It's a telling statistic. Yes, Michael. And 71% said they had read or heard very little about the Inflation Reduction Act. It seems there's a disconnect between the administration's actions and public perception. It's a challenging landscape for sure. It will be interesting to see how Vice President Harris's involvement at the COP28 conference might influence these perceptions and the administration's future actions on climate change. Definitely, Michael. And as always, it's crucial to remember that climate change is a global issue that needs not only national, but also international cooperation and leadership. While climate change continues to be a pressing global issue, back home, the wheels of justice are turning in a significant case. The focus now shifts from international diplomacy and climate policy to the courtroom as we delve into a landmark decision concerning a former president. In a significant development in the case against former President Donald Trump, U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin has refused to dismiss the charges against him, stating that he does not have absolute immunity for his actions post the 2020 election. Abby, this is quite a game changer, isn't it, Michael? The judge has firmly stated that our Constitution doesn't provide former presidents with absolute immunity for federal crimes committed while in office. This is a clear blow to Trump's defense. And it's not just about the immediate trial set for March. This decision could have far-reaching implications for presidential protections. Trump's lawyers were banking on this immunity to fend off criminal cases. Indeed. The judge's words, I quote, the United States has only one chief executive at a time, and that position does not confer a lifelong get-out-of-jail-free pass. It's a clear message that being a former president doesn't exempt one from federal criminal liability. And she didn't stop there. 
She went on to say that Trump's four-year service did not bestow on him the divine right of kings to evade criminal accountability. This is a clear rejection of the argument put forth by Trump's lawyers. They claim that Trump was working to ensure election integrity and therefore should be protected under presidential immunity. But the judge has firmly stated that the president's motivations are not for the prosecution or the court to decide. Exactly. She even addressed the argument that a president can only be indicted if convicted by the Senate during impeachment proceedings. She clarified that this only applies to a sitting president, which Trump is not. And then there's the First Amendment argument. Trump's lawyers claim that his indictment violated his First Amendment rights, but Judge Chutkin stated that the First Amendment does not protect speech used as an instrument of a crime. There's a lot to digest here. The decision not only affects Trump's immediate trial, but also sets a precedent for future cases involving presidents and former presidents. It's a defining moment in the discourse on presidential immunity and... Accountability, Michael. It's a reminder that no one, not even a former president, is above the law. This case will certainly be one to watch in the coming months. Moving from the courtroom to the political arena, we now turn our attention to some of the most compelling stories making headlines in the world of politics. From controversial promotions to the power of endorsements, we're diving deep into the issues that are shaping our nation's political landscape. Abby, let's dig into some of the political headlines making waves right now. Starting with the Democratic strategist James Carville's reaction to Speaker Mike Johnson's promotion of a book filled with discredited conspiracy theories. Carville's comparing this to a threat bigger than al-Qaeda. What's your take? It's quite a statement, isn't it? Carvel's not one to shy away from strong words, but this really highlights the concern many have about the spreading of misinformation. It's not just about the theories themselves, but the credibility given to them by people in high positions. Right, and it's not just about one party. Look at the recent expulsion of George Santos. The reactions have been across the board. Some are saying, to hell with this place, while others are more focused on the consequences of such actions. It's a messy situation. And speaking of consequences, the decision on presidential immunity is being called enormously consequential. It's a complex issue, but it has the potential to set a precedent for future presidents and how they are held accountable, right? It's a big deal. And then there's the ongoing debate between DeSantis and Newsom, two very different political figures with their own standout moments. It's a testament to the diversity of viewpoints in our political landscape. Absolutely. And let's not forget the recent report detailing the tense phone call between Trump and McCarthy after the speakership debacle. It's another example of how politics can get personal and how that can impact the function of our government. And speaking of Trump, there's also the discussion about the Mar-a-Lago case. Some legal analysts are saying it's a bullseye for prosecutors. It will be interesting to see how that unfolds. Definitely. And then there's the question of whether Koch's endorsement will give Nikki Haley the momentum to overtake Trump. It's a reminder of the power of endorsements in politics and the role they play in shaping the political landscape. And finally, let's touch on the recent service to honor Rosalind Carter with former President Jimmy Carter in attendance. It's a reminder of the personal side of politics and the human stories behind the headlines. Absolutely, Michael. 
It's easy to get caught up in the controversies and debates, but it's important to remember the people behind these stories. They're not just politicians. They're individuals with their own stories, successes, and struggles. From the intrigue of party politics and the power of endorsements, we now turn our attention to a pressing issue in the heartland of America. A proposed infrastructure project is causing quite a stir with potential consequences for both the environment and the economy. Let's get into it. Let's shift gears here and dive into the heartland of America. Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy recently voiced his opposition to the proposed Summit Carbon Pipeline in Iowa. Abby, what do you make of this? Well, Michael, it's quite a contentious issue. The pipeline is being proposed by Summit Carbon Solutions, and it's raised a lot of concerns, particularly around the use of eminent domain. That's the power to take private property for public use. Right, and we're seeing some strong opposition here. Farmers are worried about the potential impact on their land, and Ramaswamy himself has been quite vocal about his objections. Exactly, Michael. He's not just against the pipeline, but also how it's being pursued. He described the use of eminent domain as a joke that doesn't serve American interests. He also claimed that the pipeline would be harmful to the ethanol industry in the long run, which is a major part of Iowa's economy. What struck me was his comment about bending the knee to markets. It's a bold statement, suggesting that the pipeline is more about serving market interests than the interests of the people. And, and he's not alone in his concerns. Kathy Stockdale, a Hardin County farmer, expressed her fear about the potential for leaks from the pipeline. She said, if there is a leak on our farm, we will be dead. We are in the kill zone. That's a sobering thought, Abby. And it brings the debate down to a very personal level. It's not just about economics or politics, but about the safety and livelihoods of people who could be directly affected. Absolutely, Michael. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Ramaswamy has made it clear that he's willing to stand up to the GOP establishment on this issue. It's a bold move that could resonate with voters who are tired of politics as usual. Indeed. It's a reminder that at the end of the day, these debates are about real people and real issues. And as our understanding of environmental and economic impacts evolve, so too must our approaches to infrastructure projects like this pipeline. Well said, Michael. It's a complex issue and one that's bound to stir up more debate as the presidential race heats up. We'll be keeping a close eye on this story as it continues to unfold.